0: Hey, uh, what's going on, Wes? Uh, just another fine West day, Brian.
1: <laughs> what's going on with you? Just another, I'm staring at this thumbnail, man. I'm staring at this thumbnail. I'm staring at the title of the video. And I feel like we've started a trend. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the shows that you're not on. But I feel like Gamescast is starting a trend of putting the least important, least interesting uh, topic, the story we're going to spend the least <laughs> amount of time with on the entire show, front and center. Uh, so heads up, everybody. Probably not gonna talk about champions of mods very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did notice that today. I haven't noticed this trend that you speak of, but uh when I saw the thumbnail, I was like, Really? That's what it's about today? Okay. I, I would
1: I would love for this to become the trend where it's just like an inside joke where it's like champions of <laughs> moss and, and everybody's like twenty seconds. <laughs> they like all just know it's not gonna be very long. But we'll figure that out because I mean, I I think we could obviously stretch out this topic a lot and we could talk a lot about, um, we could talk about a lot about what we think Champions of Moss is going to be, but we've got so many other more interesting things to talk about today. So I say, Wes, let's fucking do it. Let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Two Eyes Friday right here on YouTube. We do it live 6 p.m. Eastern for your viewing pleasure. Timestamps thrown in later by our good friend, Sci-Fi Gamecat Henry, but we also do it over on podcast services of your choice for all of those who like to watch with your ears. I got it right. Uh, Thanks to our good friend, J-Meow, and soon-to-be RyPop. pop Love you guys so very much. My name is Brian Pop right here PSVR Without Parole, and this gentleman over here to my left, you are right, it's Wes Dillon from Frustrable Strangers What's going on, What's West? Up.
0: What's up, Brian? What's <laughs> up, GameCats? I'm having a great day. Having a particularly good day today, Brian. So uh, happy to be here and uh, happy to talk a little VR for an hour or two. You, you,
1: you know what that means. In my world, if everything's going really well, Wes, that means in just, I mean, anywhere from four to 12 hours, everything comes crashing down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's going to be yeah, shit that's for another week. right. Yeah.
0: Well, life has a way of kind of uh, allowing you to build uh, walls of false hope around yourself, only to have them come crumbling down later. But yeah. I've struggled enough lately, Brian. It's It's been challenging in recent times, so it feels good to
1: be winning for a change. Well, I'm really happy to hear that, man. I always want my friends to be feeling as good as they possibly can. Can I ask you a question, man? To, when, you, when you just... When you shave, right, if you're not going all the way down to the skin, do you ever just use like clippers, right? Just like, uh, do you ever use those? Yeah, absolutely do, actually. Um,
0: And I found myself doing that more uh, recently just because, well, one, I don't, you know, now that I'm not punching a clock at the factory anymore, I don't have to shave anymore. It's just kind of up to me when I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't had that much time. To, to dedicate to personal grooming. So yeah, I often just grab the clippers and knock it, knock the stubble back a little bit without completely removing it. Yeah. Well does
1: yours go everywhere
0: also? Yes. My yeah. neck is terrible, dude, because literally there is no like there is no pattern to it. It just all kind of goes in every direction. And some of it I think moves into other dimensions to where it's just not possible to even reach it. Uh, it but uh, yes, my, my, my face
1: is strange, Brian. Um, <laughs> I think you went in a different direction than I was going in. Uh, when I used the clippers, but what I, what I was implying was that when I try to shave with the clippers, oh. the hair just goes phoom. like oh, I, I try okay. to shave over the sink but then it's like over on the toilet and i'm like oh yeah what is going on like i i have to like get a mop to the bathroom every single time i, I shave with this thing it's ridiculous yeah, I, it's like confetti yeah there yeah, needs to right. be there's, there's gonna be some kind of attachment that you can put on this thing to kind of contain all the air so it falls into some kind of plastic receptacle and then you just dump that
0: need a you need a Floby. Do you remember Floby?
1: I do. Dude, I would kill for... Sirens on my end. I would kill for a B. Like, I would be putting this in the vacuum cleaner right now as we speak. Be amazing. Love it.
0: Yeah, Floby by Manscaper
1: 2.0. Living Legend with Canadian $2 tip says, Happy West Day. I wishlisted Ven on the PlayStation Store. Hell yeah. Can't wait. Samson, 143VR with a $2 tip. I want to talk to Samson. Says beards for the win, dude. I will say I was rocking a pretty solid beard until about five minutes ago, and I just looked in the mirror. I was like, "You look gross, dude. You gotta like clean yourself up, shower, or shave the beard. Which one?" And I only had time for one. I shaved.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it ages me significantly, and it itches me significantly. So, like, I'll try to grow a beard sometimes, and it looks all right, but it's all gray, and like the rest of me hasn't started really turning gray all that much yet. So I'll let it go for a while and then I'll I'll come to this realization like bro, this is not right for you. So yeah. I I get rid of it as well.
1: Dude, I will take I will take gray all day long. It's the missing part up here that like I really have an issue with. Like I don't I'll I'll go completely white, man. I don't I don't care. White hair, gray hair, doesn't matter. When his hair starts missing. And then showing up in my ears. Like, how old am I? I'm like ninety years old, Wes crazy i feel you completely feel you i don't know i don't know what this show is going to be about anymore this this is an interesting turn
0: yeah Yeah. grooming tips for middle-aged
1: men that's right everyone uh, guys, don't forget, uh, to jo- join us over on Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Uh, the best community of all time. They've proven it over and over and over. Uh, I pretty much live in our Discord. Uh, click that link. Also, click the link in the description below to go over to Virtual Strangers. That's Wes's show with his friends, Wes's channel with his friends, where they talk about not just PlayStation VR 2 and not just men's grooming tips, all things VR. Um, so click the, click the link, subscribe, and make sure you check out their shit, especially if you like this long form content. Like they've got that in spades. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The longest,
1: we're the longest, Brian, the longest form content. That's right. I've I'm the girthiest form content. <laughs> right. I can't, well, I mean, I can't um, believe you laughed at that. I, I thought that was going to go just like crickets for a second there.
0: Yeah. It was I, funny.
1: I appreciate it. Um, all right, man, so one of the great reasons to join our Discord is because you can get questions into this show without giving us a penny Uh by putting your questions over in Viewer Takeover, the Viewer Takeover channel, and uh, we've actually got a few view- great Viewer Takeover questions to start the day off with, starting with Primal Sage. He writes, hashtag Viewer Takeover, Wes, he doesn't care about me, just FYI, this is all you. You've been playing Uncharted 4. In VR, many people have asked for third-person VR implementations of the big Sony franchises, and the modding community stepped up. Judging from this implementation, do you see any reason why Sony should not be able to do the same fairly easily? Are there any drawbacks to the experience?
0: Um, I mean, there's drawbacks to it being a mod, because obviously it doesn't perform as well as it would be had it been done by a, a gaming studio, rather than a dude which is what this mod was basically made by one guy, Luke Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, it's been awesome, man. And I think Uncharted 4 specifically is a perfect example of why third person can work in VR, because it's been amazing to be in that world. Um, it lands differently, Brian, when you're jumping across ledges and and. And hanging and scooching by your fingernails across the, the face of the, uh, of a mountain with the elements beating down on you and people shooting at you. It lands different, differently being there. Even if you're not embodying the character, you're still in the environment. You still look down and see a chasm thousands of feet deep with rocks at the bottom. You still feel that and it absolutely immerses you. Uh, in a way that flat games just can't. Uh, so I think Uncharted 4 is a perfect example of that. And I'm having such a great time in it that we're actually, we're doing something we've never done before on our channel is we covered it last week, uh, largely focusing on the quality of the mod and the implementation of VR into the game, but we're going back to it, uh, probably this week. Um, this if week. not this week next. Um, just to talk about the game because I'm having such a blast playing uh-huh. through it again. And Roots and Eric had never played it before, so um, we're having such a good time in it. We're not ready to move on from it yet, so we're going to cover it again because we play what we want. That's just how <laughs> how we roll.
1: No, that's great to hear, man. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know I hear a lot of people ask for this, and I if. If Sony has some kind of software on their end or some kind of way to kind of just make everything sort of work in VR the way that it is already, um, like just if it's third person, just leave it in third person, then that's, I, I think a lot of people would be really, really happy with that. Um, I, as far as Uncharted games go, I, I think I have said very, Frequently, especially recently, I feel like this has come up a lot recently. That like I'm kind of done with Uncharted. I, I i really disliked Uncharted four after loving one, two, and three. So I didn't even play. Is it Lost Legacy? Is that the one you guys are playing?
0: No, Lost Legacy is actually five or, or four point five or whatever. It's uh four was the kind of conclusion of the Nathan Drake story. Mm-hmm. And then lost legacy is a, a new story centered around new characters that are in the same universe and kind of played ancillary roles in earlier titles. Um, it was like Chloe but, uh, and,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. So, something like that. I have so played which is, lost legacy actually, which is the one that you're playing. I'm playing four. Okay. All right. So yeah. So I think, I think the way to get me back into that series is to VR the, VRify the fuck out of it, right? Put me in first person. Make me Nathan Drake. Make me climb these rocks instead of just holding an analog stick. Like you know, if I'm going to shoot somebody, do it in first person with my sense controllers with awesome haptic feedback. Like just, I need that game VRified for me to get back into it and, and get interested in it again. Um, so, for me personally, this doesn't work. Doesn't do anything for me. Because I just don't want to play those games anymore, unless you've radically changed something. Uh, but there are a lot of people out there who've been asking for something like this, and I think it would be amazing.
0: Uh, oh, it, it's been good, man. Um, I have been playing it with uh, Dual Sense. Well, it, it doesn't really fully utilize it. Uh, the, the haptics are pretty good. I, I'll tell you what, though, the um, using your gaze to aim adds a lot to the combat in the game, uh, especially when you're using like precision rifles and you know but you know sniping from a distance being able to kind of zoom into the scope and just move your head to point the crosshair where you want it um and it allows you to feel kind of like a badass when you're going through these scenes that are already pretty intense with tons of enemies uh while you're climbing and fighting at the same time there's a lot a lot to this game that i would just forgotten and it's been very enjoyable to relive through vr you know the combat's awesome i'm playing through a level now i don't know if you remember the specific level but you're driving through most of the level and you're you're kind of in a uh an off-road vehicle so you can kind of go up the face of mountains and up streams and stuff um it's all been very fun and immersive and i think it's the perfect again the perfect example
1: of why this type of game does work in vr i started something in the chat One in the chat says, what? Four is great! And then uh, Nick says, the only reason to dislike Uncharted is because it's bad. Uh, And then uh, a lot of people seem to agree that two was the best, uh, four was alright. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you. The uh, uh, Golden Abyss. man, I should have stretched before the show. Golden Abyss on Vita? Not the greatest one, but made a lot of use of touch controls and uh, and, and rubbing dirt off of (laughs) like like artifacts that you would find. And I'm like, give me that shit in VR, man. Let me pick up something off the ground and go with my other hand, wipe that shit down, man. Right. Yeah. You know, there are a lot that of times where sense. you had to like cut through vines and shit with like motion controls. Like, let me just do that in VR shit. Like that seems like it was made for VR. Um, golden abyss was good.
0: Yeah. yeah. I never played it. You know, honestly, I've, I've, the four is the only one I ever played. So I don't, I don't know about the other titles. Oh. I know I love four though. It's, it's very, very good.
1: Nice. My, my biggest issue with four in, in this will help everybody in the chat understand this is, this is the, this is the solo Brian segment of the show, by the way, uh, everyone, in the chat, <laughs> um, this will help everyone in the chat understand why I don't like four that much in preparation for four. I played through the entire Nathan Drake trilogy, like right before. So I was already like kind of burnt out. Mm-hmm. on playing three Uncharted games in a row before Uncharted four came out. So it was just, it was just bad. It was just a bad move on my part. Um, wasn't really into it. Uh, awesome Tatum in the chat says Squirrel Cobweb is available digital this Friday. Dude, Cobweb is a horror movie I've been waiting to see. I was going to go to the theater to watch it. Theater. And um, it never came near me. You know who else never came near me, Wes? <laughs>
0: yeah, nor- no, she didn't. No, I've got.
1: Cobweb, I'm not familiar with. I've never heard of this. What What is it? Just a horror movie. Um, it seems very is it, like so. Here's here's what I know about Cobweb. It looks like a fucking straight up haunted house horror movie. Like doesn't seem to overcomplicate shit, right? And I just need one of those in my life. I just need something to go to yeah. go and watch and be scared. And I think here's why I don't know too much about it is because twenty seconds into the three and a half minute trailer. I was like, I've seen everything I need to see. I want to see this movie. Don't fucking ruin it for me. And so, I mean, three and a half minutes? What is wrong with people, dude? Like, don't give me three and a half minute trailers. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But I'm definitely streaming this on Friday. I don't care if I have to fucking purchase it because, uh, because I, I mean, I was, like I said, I was waiting to go to the theater to see this and just, it just never came to a theater near me, which was strange. Cool. Uh, Another another viewer takeover question. This is definitely going to be a viewer takeover kind of day, but we got a lot of actual news to talk about too. Don't you worry, guys. If it's too much viewer takeover questions, you just sit back and relax. We'll take care of the rest. And then Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry will tell you where to come back to. Uh, Jay Meow in the chat says, hashtag viewer takeover. Not in the chat. In the viewer takeover channel. says, so phasmophobias on PSVR 2 doesn't – doesn't have voice recognition. And people are acting like it's an apocalypse? Why all the ghostly wailing over something that merely replaces your verbalization with a text choice of three options? I've heard the voice recognition was about as responsive as a spirit in a seance. So what's the big deal? If Jim Ryan and Shuhei Yoshida asked for your thoughts on improving the game beyond this minor inconvenience, what would you suggest? My number one choice would be to focus on enhancements that truly elevate, elevate the game's haunting experience. I'm not fussing over whether I have to say Say or select how did you die three times. hashtag GameCatArmy hashtag Phantom Problems. Have you been keeping up with all this controversy, Wes, uh, about phasmophobia? It's obviously coming to PSVR two and PlayStation Five very soon. It's supposed to be this month. I have an inkling that it's going to be delayed till next month. But somebody found out that. The speech option that you have in the game to, you, you can, you know, there's obviously in-game speech chats to talk to your friends. That's still there. Um, but there's like a spirit box and there's a Ouija board that you can talk to. And there are a couple questions you can ask them, like a set of three questions. And then there's a couple sub questions you can ask beyond that. Um, and on the PC VR version, you can literally just say those out loud and then the ghost will respond if you're lucky. Um, so we're we're apparently at least at launch not getting the option to speak to the spirit box or speak uh to the Ouija board to get the ghostly reaction. Uh have you played a lot of Phasmophobia or enough to know like how much this impacts the game?
0: Yeah, um it shouldn't impact the game, you know, specifically in terms of uh, you know, the way that you play. Um, I will say this, um, and I get it. I, I guess I should start by saying I get it. When you're in this type of game, your experience depends wholly on how immersed you are in the environments, in the in the situations. You need to feel like you're there if you're going to be scared of what's happening. Right. So I, I get it something like this, uh, being able to act this stuff out, even if you are just reading it uh is a good way to kind of help you forget that you're in the game. But with that said, uh my limited experience with Phasmophobia has been riddled with jank and most of that jank has come from the uh the voice feature in the game. Yeah. Uh it never has worked for me to be able to kind of communicate with um with my my party, which is fine on PC that you can work around that easily using Discord voice chat uh But there have been times where I haven't even been able to play this game because part of the checklist at the front was to make sure the voice chat was working because it is utilized as a gameplay element. And when I wasn't able to get the voice chat working properly, I couldn't play. Uh, now, maybe the game's been updated since then. This has been well over a year since that was the case. Uh, maybe it's not a necessity anymore. But given my prior experience with the voice chat functionality, uh, being as as terrible as it was, it really kind of broke my immersion rather than than help me. So um, maybe this is a way to kind of bring it up to a quality standard that's consistent with uh, you know a PlayStation Store release. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they're not including it here. But I, I tend to agree with Jamie out where if this is a big point of contention for gamers it probably shouldn't be uh it's the the game is going to be just fine without it
1: yeah so on monday's show when this first came up and we were talking about it like a lot of people were making it out to be a really big deal and i can again i understand like you said west we do want it to be as immersive as possible we want to like especially in a horror game we want to be feel like we're there we don't want to be flipping through menus because that does kind of pull you out of the immersion i get it um But what I didn't understand was, uh, was, was exactly how much this speech stuff played into the game and how much you used it. People were making it seem like it was a massive deal. And so then I watched, uh, one of our mods, Mr. Sonic play it today. And I was like, I was shocked, like shocked and appalled (laughs) that like, you know, just clicking something on a menu real quick and like something that you maybe use like once per round. Is, that, is causing this much of a fuss it's like sure i want it to be as cool and as immersive as possible but when people are jumping up and down saying i'm not going to buy this because of this one option that that that's unfortunate because everything else looks phenomenal and uh and as i don't know who said it in the chat but you can just you can say it out loud as you select it like if you really feel like that's going to help um and, there you I, go. and you know especially if you're selecting something and you want your friends to know what you're selecting say it out loud um it's all right
0: all, the the HUD, the hud elements come up either way right it's going to be in your field of vision whether you're saying it or pressing the button so you're right if, if if saying it makes that big of a difference then just say it as you press the button literally all
1: we're talking about here is the ability to press that button yeah, I'm just I'm just shocked. I'm just I'm just surprised uh, like that, you know, it's one thing to be like be like, "Oh guys, we really love your game. Please implement this. Please find a way to make this happen." And then another thing to say, "I'm not buying this." Um uh, because yeah, this is this I've is noticed, game breaking. I've
0: noticed the, a trend, Brian, and and I'm sure you have too. It seems very much Over the last year to two years that people that once would consider themselves to be VR enthusiasts have become malcontents and really that just seems like they look for things to complain about and blow out of proportion. Maybe maybe that's just me because I am still an enthusiast and typically am more enthusiastic about the technology than most people are. But it seems like before there were a lot more people with me, and now it just seems like every little thing is the end of the world with these
1: people. Right, right. VR is still finding its way, and there are people out there who like you can't. I can't publish a game review without somebody saying, "Uh, you know, how could you? How could you give this game that score with, with graphics like this?" <laughs> I'm talking VR skater, right? Running it like right. 90 hertz and looking pretty damn good, right? I'm talking uh, like. Horizon Call of the Mountain, being like, I can't buy a game if it only has hands and no arms. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like every everyone's got these things that bother them. Um, I'm just surprised how much it bothers people. I and mean, You're going to sacrifice this amazing experience because of one little thing that you don't really. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess that you despise enough to constantly leave negative comments on my channel. Um, it's it, it. Everybody's different. I understand that. But, like, it does seem like once upon a time, everybody was really excited about VR. And now everybody's finding as many ways as possible to be negative about VR. And yeah. um, and maybe, maybe that's just a symptom or a sign that VR is becoming more mainstream. And that VR is, <laughs> you know, just like regular gaming now, where everyone complains about something all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that, that you're right. I didn't consider that, but you're right. It is kind of becoming more of a more, more like the norm, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, we've got people in the chat are, are are basically proving my point here. Um, and again, we, we, we appreciate that everybody's different and everybody's got their own set of standards. Um, uh, oh, uh, Mr. Gat with the level two membership is asking how phasmophobia is as single player. Is this something difficult? You would... What's that?
0: Yeah, it's difficult. It's 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 not something I would suggest playing in single player if you like winning and succeeding. <laughs> um, the game is difficult enough as it is. Um, but I, at least when I played it, there wasn't an option to have bots kind of accompany you. Like if you're playing single player, you're playing by yourself which means that, that that's that's three less tools that you can take with you into the scene to kind of uh, discover what's happening, you know, what kind of spirit is haunting the place. And that's the biggest difference. It isn't so much that the, you don't have the people there to play. It's the fact that you can't take four tools off of the truck unless there are four people grabbing one.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't... Oh, Elver in the chat says playing it alone is a hell of a lot scarier.
0: I would, I would bet that's the case for sure. <laughs> that's always kind of been my big uh, complaint about it is that it's kind of hard to get scared when you have a room full of friends with you and half of them are laughing. And you know what I mean?
1: It's kind of hard to build that mood. Yeah. Um, all right, we definitely have some responses here in the chat, so let's make sure everybody gets their uh, their two cents in. Um, Macho Vasquez with the ten dollar tip says, "No complaint. <clears throat> it's just being in a scary as a scary ass dark room and asking the ghost to talk or give you a sign or calling their name, invoking them when you're really hoping they don't is the scariest shit ever." I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's fair um keen bean with the five quid says the ghost always listens for keywords like scared and leaving uh that can lock you in as response <clears throat> so this is this is the same this is the same type of voice recognition that we're talking about then right so when you're just talking to your friends and you're like like if you just say the word i'm scared then they can respond to that even if you're not in some kind of menu so this is something i don't see i'm still learning here Uh, I want to be very clear as I was on Monday that I have not ever played Phasmophobia. Um, and so I am learning exactly what, uh, you know, exactly what we're in for here and exactly what the, uh, the lack of voice recognition is doing for this game. Um,
0: yeah. And and I'll add to that 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 my experience in it is very limited in a much earlier version of the game. It could be a completely different game now than it was back then when
1: I played it uh living legend uh off topic but still great the canadian five dollar tip says imagine watching del toro's horror flicks like crimson peak and vr blu-ray uh hope sony gives playstation 5 blu-ray movie vr support me too man like it's it's a little weird it's a little weird having missing features that we already had last gen it's like yeah i don't know can i you can't imagine it's anything more than a licensing cost for them at this point to include something like that in PlayStation Five just to update the phone. Yeah, I don't know.
0: They seem to have moved away in a big way from viewing any kind of um mm. media content in the thing. It seems like it's more gaming focused this time around than it was last time as kind of an all purpose device where you can watch movies or, you know, YouTube or what have you. Now it's just you can watch games, <laughs> you know. Or you can play games. Yeah. You can't watch movies, either streaming or on disc. You just can't.
1: Yeah. crazy I mean, it cra- it's crazy. I remember, like, was it day one or soon after? There was, like, you could sit in a movie theater in the Hulu app, um, right, and, and watch things in VR, like, watch on it a, on a screen. Like, and there was, like, a, a box of popcorn and shit. Like, I was like, this is crazy. This is just part of my Hulu app. Uh, how crazy is this? And then, like, all that shit just kind of, like, fell by the wayside. We never got it again. Um all right man moving on moving on this has been educational about phasmophobia um but also i i really do think that it's one of the i i I think that for people who haven't played phasmophobia from what i've seen at least and from what i'm hearing from everybody is it still is going to be a great game we you won't know what you're missing if you didn't play other versions of it and i think most people will have not played other versions uh and it seems like the developers you know they're listening they know we want this in. People have been very clear and, uh, it's, they're, they're not, not doing it because they don't want to. It seems like they're having some kind of hurdle, right? Between implementing voice chat and having voice recognition happening at the same time. It seems like that might be it, but, uh, hopefully they can work with Sony and figure this shit out. Uh, last viewer takeover question. Wes comes from our good friend and moderator, Ry Pop. He writes, hashtag viewer takeover. I've been eyeing some of the PSVR 2 ports of PC VR games coming out soon, and I can't help but wonder about your experiences. Which ones have you played that you're most excited for, and which ones do you think the GameCats will enjoy the most? Have you had a chance, Wes, to dive into Vertigo 2 and Undead Citadel? Are they as promising and thrilling as they appear? Or are there hidden gems out there that we might, that we might be overlooking but we will love. Thanks, and keep up the great work. Hashtag GameCat Army. Wes, talk to me about Undead Citadel. That game has came out on PC VR. It was at one point slated to be a PSVR two launch title for a minute. So I, I assume it can't be too far out for PSVR two. I heard mixed things when it launched on Steam. What, what were your uh, What were your thoughts when it launched?
0: It's pretty good. Um, It's very impressive uh, in terms of production. Like, the game looks and sounds great. Um, And it's better than your typical, like, arcade-style hack and slash. Um, I think the thing with Undead Citadel is it seems like they they almost hit the mark on a a number of things that could have made it really be like a a game-of-the-year type game. For for example, um, and this is the one I keep going back to and harping on, is it's great because a lot of the buildings and things in the map are explorable. You can go in through the door there, there, you know, there are multiple levels. You can go upstairs, downstairs and search through them. Um, the problem is, is that there's not much need for that. Like you can find, um, some basic weapons that you don't need. Uh, you can find some food, which will help you increase your health. Uh, but most of the time you don't need that either. um, so while the the map really has a lot going for it in terms of being explorable, which is a big thing, it could add a lot to a game like this, which is a pretty linear game where you're going through and just hacking enemies to bits. To have that kind of uh secondary thing to to do can add depth to a game like this, but they didn't really build it so that you had to do any of that. So you could just run through this for the most part and not ever use any of that. And it won't really hurt you all that much. Uh, with that said, I haven't played super, super deep. I'm only about halfway through it. Uh, so it, it could be the case that as you progress later into the game that you'll find more rare weapons in there. Uh, they may increase the frequency of like potions and things that you can find um, bombs, these sorts of special items uh, may be uh, hidden more frequently in the environments. And if that's the case, great. But even that's kind of limited by your limited inventory space. So, like, it's great. Even if you could find all this stuff, you can still only, like, carry two things, and then, you know, everything else you have to leave behind anyway. Uh, but in terms of what's here, um the combat feels really good. There's a good variety of weapons like if if you don't wanna just sword fight all the time, you can be an archer, this sort of thing. There's explosive um explosive items and stuff that you can place strategically and, and use to kind of blow up the zombies to bits. And um again, the the uh the the production value is great. So like it looks good, it sounds good, it's very immersive and it has a cool overall kind of aesthetic and vibe to it. So it's pretty good, man. I, I don't know if I would put it into like a game of the year category of game, but it's it's certainly very high up in the B tier of games, I would say, that came out this year.
1: Um I remember I remember hearing about this and looking through the list of features before it came out uh and having them say there was like nine levels or 10 levels or something like that. Does it feel like levels where it's like okay, now loading level 2, now loading level 3 and, and are there end bosses? Like does it feel are there like big moments in this game?
0: Uh there are definitely some bigger enemies. Um there really hasn't been a big bad boss yet. It feels like it's building to that. Um I'm hoping that it's building to that. Because you know the the source of evil that you're trying to make your way to seems pretty powerful, so it would it would fall flat at the end if by the time you make it up there, there's just nothing there and the, the game <laughs> ends. So hopefully there there is some uh, you know there there will be some like boss fight type stuff toward the end of the game, but uh, pretty much so far the um, the difference in the levels has just been. An environment change, uh, that they, they do introduce some new enemies as you go and the difficulty level ramps up pretty significantly, um, as you go. So, uh, when I first started playing the game, I thought, Oh, this is just too easy. It's not fun. It was, it wasn't fun. It was so easy to make it through the early levels. Um, but by the time I got to like the third and fourth level, uh, it became significantly more challenging
1: and I started having a lot more fun with it. and the
0: environments just get cooler and cooler looking
1: as you go Do you feel like there's a good variety because i mean obviously the trailers aren't showing off much variety the beta that i played when it was just uh the horde mode obviously was just one area um are you seeing a lot of variety or is it kind of a lot of these rundown towns type thing
0: no no there isn't a whole lot of, of variety now i mean it's noticeable, the differences. Like, it's not like you're running through the exact same environment every time. There are noticeable changes. Um, but the first five levels are, were all pretty much that same aesthetic, uh, the same type of areas, uh, albeit the, the layout. They are pretty big, these levels. like the, Even though the game's linear, um, there are side paths that you do have to go down to, you know, find a key or something to open a door to progress, this sort of thing. Um now I quit playing the game during um a very different looking level. For the first time there was one that looked significantly different. Uh and that was the cemetery level. It looked spooky, it looked really cool, but I didn't play through it. Um uh, but the first half of the game,
1: uh the levels are pretty pretty similar to one another. Okay. Uh Looper the underground game cat says you stop playing just before it goes nuts. <laughs>
0: Good, good. good. I, I want something to look forward to when this game comes to PlayStation VR 2 because I am enjoying it, and I do feel like the haptics uh, that PSVR 2 offers can add something significant to this game. So uh, I am looking forward to getting back into it, and I'm glad to hear that um, you're kind of saving the the best stuff for uh, for the upcoming launch. Yeah.
1: Sci-Fi GameCat Henry in the chat is asking, Undead Citadel versus Hellsweeper. Um, one is far Hellsweeper. more Hellsweeper. all day. Yeah, for real. No question about it.
0: Yeah. Hell sweeper is an amazing, amazing game. And, um, it's funny that you bring it up because that was one of the games I was going to bring up, but I mean, it doesn't exactly fit the definition of a PC port coming to PlayStation because they're, they're set to launch concurrently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have played this game on PC numerous times now and it's great. It's very, 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 very good. So, um, yeah, I think people should be excited
1: with, about Hell Sweeper. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about Sweeper because I loved the movesets in Sirento. I loved the wall runs and the backflips and the slow motion bullet time and just all the different weapons that you could just, I mean, it felt endlessly customizable and you could play the game however you wanted, but there wasn't really a game there. It was sort of like a super glorified tech demo. Uh, and I feel like they learned something as far as game design went between then and now, and it said, Hey, we're going to make this a roguelite and, uh, and we're going to, we're going to give you reasons to replay this over and over and over and and with more stuff to do than just unlock weapons. Um, this looks really good for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, it's still, I mean, it's not going to be the type of thing that gives you a a super rich story campaign to play through. It's not that type of game. It is very much an arena Mm -hmm. battle game. Uh, But it does have all that stuff that made Syrento awesome in uh, a cooler environment, you know, this hellscape environment with these demonic creatures coming at you. And uh, you're right. They've added in this progression system, which is a big part of of the game now, is progressing your character, unlocking new abilities and powering up. Um, So, yeah, you're right. While it does take a lot of what Sirento did, it does build upon that. Uh, even though it is, again, in essence, a, an arena battle game. So. Yeah.
1: Well, we do have a PC VR game coming to PlayStation VR. I mean, it must be relatively soon because uh, Venn VR Adventure got a PlayStation store listing today. I don't know if you saw, Wes. Um, but I did. Always a momentous occasion when, uh, when we get something like that. Uh, it just feels real. Suddenly, you know, it's like developers can all day, every day say, Hey, our game's coming to PSVR two, But I feel like we got burned too many times on PlayStation VR one, uh, the number of times the developers said, Hey, our game's coming your way. And then it just never did seeing a store listing, uh, like this just kind of makes it real and go, okay, well now I believe you. <laughs> so, uh, we can all get on with our day. Um, yeah yeah
0: and and again, this is another one that people should be excited about um it is the second best v r platforming game of all time, and when I say that, I'm talking in terms of traditional third person platforming games in v r Bot obviously is the gold standard uh but but this is a strong number two, and it was a game that I was fairly upset and never came to p s v r one because I feel like um you know this type of game appeals to console gamers a lot more than kind of the hardcore p c crowd um so yeah, I think people have uh people have a lot to look forward to here with this one and i i don't I don't think it's lost on the developers the significance of them to be able to get this out prior to an Astrobot game coming to p s v r two so I think you're right i I think that we're gonna see this sooner rather than later.
1: So, you're putting Ven above Lucky's Tale. You're putting Van above yes. Marvel's. <laughs> yeah. Definitely
0: right. better than Marvel's. And I think it's pretty easily better than Lucky's Tale, actually. Nice. Nice.
1: Yeah. I, I, I had a good time with this when I played it on, uh, I believe it was PC. Yeah. It must have been PC. Um, and I heard that there's been a lot of updates since that actually addressed a lot of my complaints. So, I'm very excited for this one. Um, I'm, I, I really hope there's space in these releases out, Wes. Like, if this is another August game, I will just fucking jump out oh, my no, 14th no, floor no. window.
0: No, it's not coming that soon. It, it, it's more like Q4, I, I get a feeling. that We'll All get right. it this year, but it's not, like, imminent. All right. Yeah, I mean, we I mean, for, we definitely need... To, sorry, go ahead. For what it's worth, uh, they are upgrading it a bit for PSVR 2. I mean, it's not going to be a full-blown... T- you know, takes advantage of every feature but it is going to run at 120 frames native i can say that for sure and uh, they are looking into using things like uh headset rumble and eye tracking adaptive triggers and stuff like that as well that's what i can talk about there's some other stuff that they mentioned to me that could be coming as well that i can't talk about um but we are looking at a version of the game
1: that should be the best version of the game that's what i like to hear that's what i like to hear uh hopefully we'll be saying the same thing when green hell might or might not launch next week that's garbage town man it's a, it has a quest map so it's a, it's a immediately garbage right the second anyone finds any fault with any game and that, and that's and i that, again <laughs> that's what we were that's what we were saying uh, especially you know i want to make that clear to everybody uh it, it's nonstop. you know it, phasmophobia for some people is like a big deal, right? It's like it's like, hey, this 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 game is really important to me. This one feature is very important to me. I want to I want to jump up and down and make a big deal about it and make sure that everybody knows you that the developers need to do something about this. But it, it, as Nick in the chat said, said it's sort of like the boy who cried wolf, right? Especially when like we're hearing it in mass from thousands of people uh, about oh no hands in games, oh the quest map in Green Hell, oh this no buy, not gonna buy it. This sucks. Cash grab. I mean, it's just like these words get thrown at us daily and it, and it's, and it's like at a certain point, like it's like, why, why, why? Like I, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I am not the Sony complaint department. Like I, I, I like that. And that's the hard thing, right? Cause I want to hear everybody's opinions, but at the same time, like it just beats me down to the point where like, oh, wait, why is it, it feels like people are getting mad at me. And it and it just gets. I've I've
0: quit fighting it. I've quit fighting it for for uh, uh, in a lot of ways. Like now, when people start you know going on these diatribes, complaining about this thing and that thing, and about how uh, you know flat gaming is so much better and this and that, then my my response more often not is all right, fine, go play your flat games then.
1: Okay, I'll be right here playing VR and loving it. Yep. Yep. Macho Vasquez with the $2 tip says, Wes, you were right so much for that Q3 tabor. Uh, did they make some kind of announcement?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's Q3. <laughs> it's not here, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they've <laughs> announced versus what they haven't announced. Uh, but I've, I've, I've tried to say it without saying it so many times that that Q3 was an off the cuff remark by a developer a couple months ago that it was targeted for Q3. It's, it's not, it's not launching in Q3
1: and it, Probably won't watch in Q4 either, if, if I had to bet. Interesting. Interesting. Move, Master Mick, Alva, World League, commentator, Kat, Uh, With the level two membership, says, do we know if Jeremy and Desiree got their PSVR 2s yet? Love to see the boys back on Why We Love again soon, just like the good old days. Whew. Um, The last time I talked to either of them, no. The answer is no. The, Jeremy, I think, had pre-ordered one. And then, you know, as, as we all do, we double, we, we second guess our decision last minute go, Oh man, like, you know, like do it. How's my bill situation. How's this, how's that? Like whatever. And, um, and, and I think he decided at the last minute to cancel his pre-order. Um, But he definitely wants to get one. Uh, he is very excited to get one. He's been keeping an eye on the channel. He knows what games he wants. I think it's that kind of thing. Like, so he's patiently waiting to get one. Des on the other hand, notoriously, a last generation gamer, meaning he waits until PlayStation 5's come out to buy his PlayStation 4 and then buy every game crazy cheap and then plays all generation for ridiculously uh, lower prices than we did all generation. Uh, and so the only reason he, he did current gen is because I was like, I want you to be on my show. You're an awesome co-host. Let's do this thing. And he was like, uh, all right, if you say so. That's the only reason he had a PlayStation four and a psvr one when uh when they were current gen because of because of being yeah. without parole
0: and particularly not the best um uh, kind of candidate to be a host of a vr show as someone who's particularly prone to motion sickness uh, i'll add um so yeah it makes sense uh, you know especially from uh you know a um a financial standpoint everyone sees how the price of VR games drop like a rock over time. You know, some of these games are just ridiculously cheap after even just six months. So yeah, it makes sense when, when there's another version of the PS five console out next year, and then maybe even another version of the PS VR headset down the line, picking the stuff up on a steep discount at a time when the games finally start rolling out for it. Maybe not such a bad idea for someone who's more casual, like, like theirs. Right.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of the casual gamers, you like that, didn't you? Uh, the sales charts for PSVR2 games uh, in July went up on the PlayStation blog today. And, uh, and usually this is very much a place where you see casual gamers taste, take front and take stage, front and center stage. That's not the word I'm looking for. Whatever. And, uh, and so I will tell you right now, man, I am very, very impressed with all the PlayStation VR2 gamers out there because I feel like this is the first month in a very, 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 very fucking long time where uh, the casual gamers did not take control of the sales charts. Uh, Because let me scroll down here. Uh, PSVR 2. Oops, I I scrolled right past it. It's PSVR games. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to go with the U.S., we're going to start at number 10. Dude, Hubris is on the list at number 10. That's awesome to see. Awesome to see Hubris on the list. Uh, Creed Rise to Glory Championship Edition. That's not a surprise, right? I mean, Creed was always kind of a top seller on PSVR 1. Walkabout Mini Golf, Dude, the game for casuals and hardcore. It's like where all the minds merge. That doesn't make any sense either, but I like it. Swordsman VR. Job Simulator will never leave the list. Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Very happy to see that there. That's a fun game. Moss Book Two, dude. I was just saying, like last night, earlier today, something like that. That Moss Book Two must not have sold well anywhere because they just dropped the price to twenty bucks on on PSVR two. Like the new price is twenty dollars for Moss Book Two and Moss Book One twenty dollars. I was like, man, they're just dropping this price left and right, and then here it is, actually number four on the store. So that's gonna be that's gonna be something, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually, Uh, especially when you consider, you know, that that, that they're not exactly new games. Even Book 2's been out for a while now. So, yeah, the fact that it's um, cracking the top 10 is significant, in my opinion.
1: Yep, right under Pavlov, which has been a top seller for a while. Beat Saber. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Wes. Beat Saber's not at number one. synapse synapse made fucking number one congratulations to the team over at end dreams uh did not think we would see this because uh i mean for so many reasons right because we liked it and every time we like jump up and down and rave about a game people go nah not for me
0: yeah, this, this, um, uh, th- this thrills me because, uh, and I've said it repeated times. I'll say it again. This is a very special and unique game that I feel that everyone should play. And there was a lot of debate around the value proposition here, uh, w- with regard to the reviews. The reviews were kind of all over the place. Everyone agreed that what it did well, it knocked out of the park, but there was a lot of debate around whether or not the game was worth the price tag on it. So that kind of worried me a little bit with regards to how they're gonna do in terms of sales. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see here that, you know, the good guys won, quality shown through and they are being rewarded for putting out a
1: excellent VR game. I'll I'm a little surprised. A little surprised Survive didn't make this list. And uh not, not because I think it's a great game, you know, it is what it is. Um but because i'm going to go scroll, scroll into the psvr one section just to see to make sure that it's not here um because that was you know miles was doing great numbers on his let's play of survive on his channel uh survive was one of the better viewed let's plays on my channels it seemed like a lot of people were curious about it, it seems like uh people are not sick of zombie shooters or at least in vr anyway right. and so uh so i was surprised that it didn't make the list despite its relatively low quality but yeah, dude, Synapse, I mean, you look at something like Synapse and you immediately go, oh, man, is this too artistic for people, right? Song in the Smoke tended to be one of those games where it was like, oh, man, it's like if this was just called Survival VR or something like that or um, whatever, Savage VR. I forget. I forget what Jake Kasdahl said uh, they initially were going to call the game. Um, I feel like it would have sold better, right? But it's like Song in the Smoke and like all these like kind of artistic uh, interpretations, whatever, in, in the game. Uh I feel like it, it pushed some of the more hardcore people away, and uh, and I thought Synapse might have that same problem with its black and white aesthetic and you know these bursts of color, um, but I guess that didn't deter people, and I'm really happy because I think it's a beautiful game. Yeah,
0: agreed. This is great news. Congratulations to uh, Andreams. It's a excellent game and an excellent launch.
1: Uh, somebody in the chat was saying that uh, it sounds like it seems like Moss actually Moss Book Two was actually on sale for a couple of weeks last month, which would contribute to uh, this game charting this month. Um, which is which is which is probably what led to them just saying, "Hey, you know what? This, we weren't really selling uh, at the higher price. Let's just drop it to the sale price and uh, get everybody on board." Very interesting. Yeah,
0: good not move. Especially, you know, considering the kind of ill will toward the studio for their approach to the upgrade path. Um, yeah, it's nice to see them doing something consumer friendly and being rewarded for it.
1: Um, so this is the sales chart for July. Do you think we're going to see big games from August chart? Do you think we're going to see firewall on this next month? Do you think we're going to see Crossfire, Phasmo, um, VR skater potentially, or do you think it's, it's just going to go back to job sim?
0: <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is like, most people aren't going to buy all of them. So we have this situation here where we have games that are absolutely good enough to chart, but are the sales going to be split? You know, are we going to have a group of people who buy, say so everyone buys one to two games per month. Um, some of these games are going to get left out of the equation. Like maybe people are going to buy green hell instead of firewall. And this person is going to buy firewall instead of crossfire. And maybe it's one of those situations where a third party candidate runs for president. So everyone loses, right? Um,
1: <laughs> as so, long as you understand that Wes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right.
0: um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I, I would love to see, you know the best games on top the sales chart i think firewall probably has the the best chance of charting out of all of them i think so um but it's going to interesting to be interesting to see how it plays out yeah
1: yeah i think i think you're right firewall has made a name for itself as far as like flat screen gamers flat screen gamers have no idea what firewall is but uh but vr gamers whether you've played psvr games before, whether you owned a PSVR, whether you're a PC gamer, it doesn't fucking matter. Everybody knows firewall, uh, because if you were a PC gamer during that time, uh, PC VR gamer, that was one of the, uh, the Sony exclusives that you were jealous of, right? You're like, Oh man, it's like, I, I love my PC VR, but that firewall game, everyone's raving about I wish I had that. Um, and so I think, I think it's going to sell really well. Uh, I just hope it turns out to be a really good game and worthy of the sales that it's about to achieve.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't have any doubt that it's going to ultimately be a great game. The question is, is what 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 states it going to be at launch? You know, because you know we we saw with their um, Solaris that that game wasn't ready, but they went with it anyway because they wanted to meet their deadline mm-hmm. or whatever, and they paid the price dearly because of that. Um, so. I'm hopeful that they've taken the time here with firewall and I'm pretty confident that, you know, we can chalk this up to lessons learned and it's going to be great at launch, but uh, I haven't played it yet. So I don't
1: know for sure. Macho Vasquez with the $10 tip says, Brian, Oh, finally, somebody wants to talk to me, Wes. How nice. I have an idea. Also, Hey macho, what's going on? Uh, At the end of the year, I have one, uh, have one episode where we all just get, uh, off all our complaints, and complained the whole episode about everything that let us down in vr that year let it all out so is this like the airing of grievances is this going to yeah, be our festivities right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that works for me I, I think we already did that though like immediately following the most recent sony uh showcase ps5 showcase i feel like we got it off our chest then
1: yeah. Um, uh, but we can do that again. I think a lot of people get it's it off problem. their chest when they talked about persistence and, uh, in Mura and, and uh, what, what else? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It's uncomfortable. Okay. I mean, like, I've been, it's rejection. Reprojection. That's the key word. That's, that's the, yeah, that's the buzzword of the year. Um, get your ass checked, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. But really VR lenses. So my, so, okay. So uh, just to let everybody know what's going on. I keep forgetting to like, you know, keep people in the loop. Um, I only don't keep people in the loop because no one fucking cares or asks. Uh, the top 25 list. Remember that from like a month ago when we did the debate? I'm finally getting that list out and it'll be out either tonight or tomorrow morning. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. None of us can believe it. Uh, so that's one major thing off my list. Uh, the VR lens review I really want to work on over the next week. Uh, and I've got to tell you that as much as I liked my Hans VR lenses and the VR rocks, you know, the VR rock is these they're cheap they're easy whatever the real optics are just the fucking that's the way to go they i mean it's yep. you still you if you have hype if, if you have the hype problem in games like i do occasionally it's going to happen no matter what lenses you buy it's not hans exclusive it's not real optics exclusive it just happens if it's going to happen um but the real optics ones are awesome right the way they slide on the way they magnetize to the lenses. I mean, it's, it feels elegant. If it, It's easy to take them off and clean them. Uh, and then if you're sharing your headset with somebody else, it's easy to just boom, pop them off and not continually slide them on and off the lenses. And eventually, as people have said, the Hans ones do, they like, they wear out and they'll just fall off when you look straight up. Um, so I will have the, I will have that out soon enough. Um, Blazing Phoenix, Phoenix 82 with a $20 tip. Thank you so much. says, have you heard anything from Sony selling controllers yet? Please. Uh, For the love of God, why aren't they selling them yet? I mean, we haven't heard anything, right?
0: No, not about controllers. I haven't heard anything. Um, You know, it hasn't been the biggest issue for me. Um, Like, I I have ran them dead a couple of times. Um, But typically... Um, I finish up my session just before they die. Yeah. The, they'll go a good three to four hours uh, for me before the, before they stop, it, which is perfect. Um, but for those of you out there who this is a big issue for, I, I would hope that that they would um they would make them available for purchase very soon. I mean, the the numbers of headsets out there for sale are now getting to be in a pretty good place. They're in stock everywhere consistently so you would think that they would have the capacity now to kind of ramp up controller production and get some uh, get some sets out there for people
1: yeah that's um that's what i'm 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 obviously hoping that as well um i i will tell you right now uh this is sort of related sort of not related but holy crap dude i'm still waiting for my playstation vr2 to get back from sony uh, to, from, from oh. when it broke, like two months ago, I initiated this two months. You would hope that at a certain point, like in a lot of, and so I had to send, I had to send my controllers back in, even though it wasn't a problem with the controllers, I'd send the controllers, I'd send everything back in. Um, even though it was just a problem with one of my lenses, uh, it's nonsense that this would take that long. And uh and i mean think about a normal consumer think about a normal consumer who isn't mean isn't going to run out in the middle of the night during a uh um tears of the kingdom midnight release to buy a playstation vr2 headset right most gamers gonna be like i'm gonna sit here and wait for my fucking headset to come back from sony and all the games that they didn't buy because they're just sitting here without a headset like it's just irresponsible right like it's terrible it's it's
0: it's absolutely inexcusable. Meta 100% Meta would have sent you a new headset by now. They would have just sent you a new one because yeah. it's, it's stupid for you to have, have to wait for longer than a month to, uh, to get a
1: repair done for something that's under warranty.
0: It's, uh, it's stupid.
1: Yep. So, uh, but back on topic, um, yeah, I would still I mean I so eventually once that thing is back, I will have two sets of sense controllers, but that meant I had to buy two PSVR two headsets to make it happen. Um and I'm and I'm with you. I have it actually hasn't become a problem yet because if I play for four hours, I don't and I and I don't think I've ever had my controllers die in under four hours. I think it's always been over four and a half, roughly. Um, they only take about forty minutes to charge back up fully. They charge so fast that I'm always like, Did I did I not place them on the charger? Right? Like what, how is this? They can't be full. And then they are. Um, and so if, if they took like two or three hours to charge I'd I'd be like, yeah, this is a problem. But 40 minutes is really fast. That's just enough for like a quick little bathroom break, have a little coffee, exactly. you know, shoot the shit on discord and then boom, time to get back in there.
0: Exactly. And that's been my experience too. When on, on the rare occasion that they do die, I just plug them in. I hit the bathroom, grab a sandwich, check out discord real
1: quick and they're fully charged ready to go another three or four hours. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, game catch Chicago the $2 tip says, yep. I have a feeling that wasn't going to be the only thing. Yep. Oh no, here is another $2 tip. He says, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was waiting for him to like say, oops, I messed up. Here's the real thing I wanted to say, but no, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome! Uh, thank you, GameCat <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> uh, what do you? How much do you think a new set of sense controllers would cost? My hope is that they'd be like 150 bucks. Not not because I want people to have to spend 150 bucks, right? But I think it would be a smart move for Sony. I, I would prefer them to be like a you know 100 for the pair, but that's not going to happen. Um, but no, 150 dollars would make the headset seem like such a better deal right like oh you're getting this $150 set of sense controllers in the box or the headset only costs you 350 or something like that i don't know
0: yeah uh they're, they're definitely not going to be 100 bucks because move controllers are 100 bucks and <laughs> these are significantly more advanced than the move controllers Right. i think 150 um i think that's a good price for them um i wouldn't be surprised to see them go for $200 meta charges 300 for a pair of uh, their quest pro controllers
1: um, oh, so one hundred and fifty seems like a steal, suddenly.
0: Yeah, versus that, Certain But you know, again, the Meta controllers have cameras in them. They have uh, you know dedicated processors in them that are doing their own tracking. So there is a reason that they cost that much. But there is some pretty special stuff going on in the Sony controllers as well. So um, I don't know, Dual Sense controllers are what. Uh, they're eighty, ninety bucks for a Dual Sense controller. Uh,
1: seventy or eighty? I can't quite remember which is which one. At maybe yeah, started eighty, ex- down to seventy now. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would expect them to be, you know, around that times two. So if, if they're 80 bucks, 150, 160 seems plausible.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like we didn't have enough negativity yet during today's show, uh, Wes. And so, really, the only way uh, to break out of this is to talk about something extremely positive. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Ryan McCaffrey's tweet <laughs> that I'm assuming yeah. you all know about by now, because Jesus, this, this caused the biggest commotion yesterday when, uh, after he tweeted this, if you're not familiar, uh, Ryan McCaffrey, uh, at DMC underscore Ryan, uh, is the Xbox editor over at IGN. He was one of the few people who got to go play Gran Turismo seven, uh, before psvr2 came out and he was very ecstatic about it ecstatic yeah and uh but from the get-go he's always kind of had this whole thing where it's like there's always kind of a negative slant along with everything positive he said about psvr2 um and then this tweet kind of solidifies it all uh out of nowhere he tweets i massively regret the 597 ninety-seven dollar, including tax that i spent on the psvr2 I love great VR game experiences, and I was so excited that Sony was doubling down with a truly powerful second-gen headset. But they burned me. They burned him. There are no games. It already feels dead. Look at the layer of dust. (laughs) Wes, what do you think of this nonsense? Yeah, um...
0: You know, obviously, uh, this statement coming from the person who it's coming from makes it seem uh, a bit more negative than it probably should just because of this person's stature. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's not the only person I hear saying this. And I don't think it's entirely... We can chalk it all up to just you know someone being negative about uh, the platform and negative about the technology. I think there is some blame to, to Sony here because while the the catalog is good and and we all feel like it's been pretty good, uh, I think it's absolutely fair to say that Sony has shown us nothing about what's coming and what's going forward. So to a lot of people, it does seem like they're the, that the platform's dead already. And I've got people in my, in my discord today saying exactly this about their headset. And, um, not everyone likes scary games. Not everyone likes zombie games and not a lot of people like quest ports. And for those people, uh, the catalog can seem a lot thinner than it does to us. So why I, I, I do agree that this is probably being blown way out of proportion. And, um, I also recognize that. We are the faithful. We know that the games are coming, but not everyone does. So um, I, I do think that some of the blame here goes to Sony for statements like this and this general sentiment that's starting to become more and more prevalent across uh, our communities. I mean,
1: sure, I can. I, I'm I'm all about blaming Sony because they're they've been terrible at uh being transparent about their roadmap about what games are coming about uh you know the future of the psvr2 it would be awesome if they were like hey half-life alex coming 2024 right and i think that would shut a lot of people up like give give resident evil 4 a release date um you know talk about your next first party game that's going to be hybrid like anything like that anything But they're also doing this with PlayStation 5. This is not an exclusive, exclusively PSVR 2 problem. This is a Sony problem. This is a PlayStation problem, not a PSVR 2 problem. And so it's like, well, take a fucking picture of your PlayStation 5, Ryan, and and say the same thing. Take a picture of your Xbox and say the same thing, because it's kind of a universal problem right now with games. It's like, there's not a lot to get excited about and not a whole lot on the horizon. Like, nobody's being terribly transparent. What... My my biggest issue is that it is because of his stature, as you said, uh, in the world of gaming. A lot of responses to this were like, oh, Ryan, thanks for saving me
0: $600. Because
1: yeah. uh, it's as if he just informed people of something when it seems like he seems very uninformed, right? He is a game's. Journalist, and so you'd assume that he has all the information necessary to make a tweet like this and to talk about this stuff. He owns a PSVR2 headset, a very dusty PSVR2 headset. I don't think he's been keeping up with shit, right? Because because we've been playing, dude. We do a fucking podcast about PSVR2 three times a week, and we've always got new stuff to talk about. Whether it be new games that are being announced, new games that we're playing, new games that are coming out, new games that are out. It's it, we can barely keep up with it, and it's and it's my only beat. Right, I'm not even covering PC VR, Quest VR, and I can barely keep up with it. I can't get reviews out fast enough to cover this shit. And there's been so many good games since launch. We had Gran Turismo 7, Village, Horizon, like three huge, huge titles. And that was less than six months ago. And the number of games that have come out since has been astonishing. The number of games coming out this month is astonishing. This is pretty much the highest momentum any VR headset has ever seen as when it comes to game releases. And so all this says to me is that Ryan has no idea about the industry that he's in. It's like he might know well, flat screen gaming to an extent, but he doesn't know VR gaming. And it's like, so he bought this headset under the assumption that the industry was gonna change overnight for VR, which no rational person should expect. And I think that's totally unfair to PlayStation, that's unfair to PSVR two. And that's unfair to potential consumers. I I, I think he scared a lot of people off that, like, would have really enjoyed this thing like we've been.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. And it kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier with the general attitude of people these days. Um, I feel like a significant part of that is for some reason, and God knows why this is, people honestly thought that overnight we would see a switch with PSVR 2 and that we would have a A exclusive coming out every month. And I don't know where they cut that idea at. I mean, we've always been pretty optimistic about speculating about the types of titles that we were going to see during this generation, but no one ever expected for it to just happen immediately at launch and, and that all of a sudden VR gaming is going to be on par with flat gaming in terms of big budget releases. So it kind of feels like... To some people, the fact that we're not getting a Gran Turismo every month means that there are no games, right?
1: And that's just not the case, right? I mean, lo- look at the look at the first six months of the PS5. What do we have? Like Demon Souls remake. People people win. Right. Oh, well, Gran Turismo was a game that was out for a whole year already. Well, did you fucking play it? Village had been out for a whole year already. Before. Did did you play it? Like, or was VR your first time playing it? Like, it doesn't really matter if it was your first time playing it or if it, or, I mean, sorry, it doesn't really matter if it was out a, a whole year. Uh, if your first time playing, it was in VR. It's a new game to you. Like there's, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, it's exhausting and I just, and I just expect more from somebody in this position and uh, yeah, I don't know. I really hate it. I really hate it. Uh, what, what, what? More could you possibly expect in the first six months? Is I think my question, right? You got you got the first party uh, VR exclusive Horizon, regardless of regardless of how it came out, regardless of your thoughts on it, right? Anybody out there in the chat is like, well, Horizon didn't turn out so good. You're missing the point. It's a first party Horizon exclusive for PSVR two. Then you also got Gran Turismo Seven completely playable in VR. Village, completely playable in VR. The announcement of Resident Evil 4, completely playable in VR. All of these, like, I mean, just so much third-party support, it's insane. In the best versions of all these third-party games, like, by a mile, like, did it not even comparable to the inferior Quest ports. Like, I just, uh, like, any headset, I'm sorry, any piece of hardware, any piece of gaming hardware, has, has never been held up to this high of a standard or the, like, in the first six months of its release, ever. Like, we always expect some kind of dry spell. We always expect maybe one or two big titles and then a little bit of a dry spell before like the, you know, before all these studios are really up and running at full speed and releasing game after game after game. And then for some reason, he's holding PSVR 2 up to a higher standard than consoles that have far more users and far more developers making games for it. I was like, again, it just shows he has no idea about the VR industry, and it's just really irritating on so many levels. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing.
0: Uh, agreed. Agreed. Um, we got some breaking news here uh, Ooh, that is
1: unfortunate.
0: Um, it's not good news, unfortunately. It's uh, it's bad news, and I'll drop the uh, the link to it in our chat here in case you want to give it a look. But I will read it verbatim right now. This is a tweet that just dropped this morning from um, Six Sense Studios, the developer of Lawn. After a incredible five years, we've reached the tough choice to end Lawn. Our 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 aspirations were lofty, aiming to craft a franchise and game akin to Half Life, and motivate VR indie studios that where unwavering fervor and commitment can lead the way. So yeah, I, I don't know what. Um, what prompted this maybe it was because of some la less than great sales on the steam platform um maybe it was the mixed reviews or the lack of coverage the game got when it launched on steam uh, but this was a very very good release last year that fell under the radar and if there's truly done with development and it's not coming to psvr2 as if it as it had been speculated that it would uh, this is very unfortunate news and I'm
1: sorry to hear it. Yeah. I mean I was definitely looking forward to lawn. I had heard so many good things about it. It looked awesome. Um that's so did they, they only release on P C VR, right? They only released on Steam?
0: Yeah, that game there's no way it would ever run on a quest. It's uh it's a very um very high quality in terms of production and it would make a quest catch on fire if they even attempted to run it on there but it, I was looking forward to it coming to PSVR and what is already a great game um, maybe getting some next gen features added into it and becoming something that's truly next level so very unfortunate
1: yeah that is unfortunate I I, I, cause I don't I don't know anything about uh, the PC VR space at the moment in terms of the user base I don't know how popular uh, or how many units games tend to sell over there um, but I, but I do feel like if they had managed to get this game out on PSVR two, that that maybe that would have been the surge that they needed to stay alive. Um, I agree.
0: We saw something similar with Ubris, which launched around the same time as Lawn. Uh, it did about the same kind of numbers. I'm I'm fairly certain it got the same kind of mixed reviews that Ubris got, uh, which in my opinion were unfounded. I, I felt like reviewers kind of underestimated and underrated the game. Um, but when we saw I mean we saw it earlier in this episode, Ubris came to PSVR two to a different crowd of people who have more of appreciation for great games and it's doing well. Two months in a row, Ubris has been on the the top ten list in terms of self and I was expecting something very similar for lawn when it finally made its way over. So again, uh very unfortunate news and I'm very sad to hear it.
1: Me too. Me too. Well, thanks for uh Thanks for keeping us updated. Yeah. yeah. This is, by the way, this is Lawn. In case anyone was unfamiliar with this game, uh, looks incredible. And you you actually played you actually played this on PC when it came out, and uh, enjoyed it quite a bit, right?
0: Yeah, man, it was good, and it's been updated significantly even since launch with uh, new game modes and stuff. Um, I mean, if they were just announcing that they're they're not going to add any more content into the game, it would be fine. The game is. Rich and deep with tons of content as it is, it doesn't need any more. But uh, if they mean that they're just completely done with it and they're moving on now, that's that's unfortunate.
1: Well, I will say the news could have been worse, right? I was fully expecting, as you were reading it before I got to see it for myself, I was fully expecting you to say the studio is shutting down because of poor sales of Lawn or something like that. And so, if they're able to continue and 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 take another shot and make something else, you know, we'll take everything they learned with Lawn and and hopefully make something that. Um, <clears throat> you know, reaches more people. Uh, I'm glad that they get another chance to do that. Uh, I would hate to see a talented team like this just kind of fall by the wayside.
0: Yeah. They were kind of victims of their own ethics. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize how the kind of YouTube game works when it comes to like VR game promotion. And Lon just wasn't, um, wasn't willing to, to play that game. A lot of, uh, to, to, to really gain traction with regards to reviews, you really have to open up your purse a little bit. And m- most reviewers aren't like Brian and I that are just kind of doing it for the love of it. Most of them, uh, you know, money talks, most of your favorite content creators will only do, will only do what you want them to do if you're paying them to do it. And I got the feeling that six in studio was just, was not willing to play that game. And, uh, it, uh, cost them significantly, especially for, a you know a small indie title like this that that doesn't just have a a bunch of tools at their disposal to promote their their game for themselves
1: so man that that, that is a bummer and like you know i've always i've always assumed that was the case as far as uh, other youtubers go you know you never want to assume anything because you know for obvious reasons and obviously you don't so, want to say say shit like that because you don't want to come across like you know you're just talking shit or whatever um but i will say that most emails i get when it comes to uh game coverage these days. It didn't used to be this, like this six years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago. But in the last two or three years, everything's changed. Every email I get regarding coverage is how much will it cost for you to cover this on your channel? Yep. And I'm like, no, no cost. That's not how we do things here. And um yeah. And so I started to get the feeling that that's a conversation that was happening with a lot of other people, unfortunately. Yeah. And so
0: maybe one day we'll open up and educate the public just to how this stuff works and why these people have to charge money for reviews. There's a, there's a whole system at play here that a, a bunch of smoke and mirrors basically and fake influencers. And it's, it's an
1: ugly business. VR is too to small least. for this, man. Like it's, I, I find this completely unacceptable right now. VR is way too small for this, right? It's yeah. like, you know, I, I I could understand if it was somebody like only like somebody like Nathy, right? Who gets millions of views on every one of his videos, has hundreds of thousands of followers. I Could understand somebody like that, right? But when you have like ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand subscribers, like all of these people should be should be doing this. The the I mean, I say the right way, but it, but it's the way that I believe in, right? The yeah, ethical and,
0: way. Yeah, and and don't and and don't. I'm afraid people are going to twist my words. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think there's a. <laughs> I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with, with getting paid for producing content. Don't, don't get me wrong. A lot of my friends, you know, do sponsored content and that's fine. I mean, I don't do it. Brian doesn't do it, but a lot of people do. And it's the only way that these people can make a living. I certainly understand that. Um, but there are a lot of others out there who are only driven by profit and are, are in this
1: for that and for that reason alone and um and for reviews and, though and, like sponsored content yeah. like promotional videos whatever right as long as it's clearly marked this is a paid promotion great i'm I'm totally fine yeah. but the fact is is for somebody to say how much will it cost to review our game on your channel yeah. that's that's money that some of these developers don't have most most vr developers are indies mo they don't have the money to be doing this and so if if this was actually you know a problem with Lun, as we don't really know um we're just speculating at this point that's 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 unfortunate because you know this this here's a good game that everybody would want to play that didn't that, no now no one's going to have the chance to it sucks yeah
0: it, this game launched and it wasn't covered by media sources that are pretty much considered to be the the top sources of news in our space and I don't I won't point right. fingers out here but you can go back and see who covered it and who
1: didn't and put you know put a to b here that's a shame Um, it's real shame yeah uh all right man well moving on to what will absolutely be the least important story of the day the one we put on the cover (laughs) uh polyarc announced today after much speculation a lot of kind of whispers and rumors behind the scenes that their next game uh is set in the moss universe and is called Glassbreakers champions of Moss. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I, I have so much to say about this, uh, but let's, let's let, just, let me start. Let, let, let me okay. start by
0: saying, <laughs> I so want this to be a good game. I so want this to be a good game. Please be same, good.
1: Same. I, I, I 100% am with you on that. I absolutely agree. Uh, Yes, I'm glad we're both on the same page. However, <laughs> let's let's just go straight to the source. Um, I'm going to go to Upload because they, they actually summarized it the best. Crazy, huh? How much talk, should I talk about Upload? And then we go, let's go to Upload for this news story. <laughs> um, also, I'm pretty sure that there was another uh, GameCat Chicago comment here somewhere with a $2 tip. He said, definitely. I, I like, that he's, sure. like that he's chiming in uh, as if he's just like, you know, part of it. Love it. Uh, also, Samson, Samson, I want to talk to Samson, 143VR with a $2 tip says, Lon's demise reminds me of Samurai Slaughterhouse. Oh, we'll have to, that seems like a conversation for another day. Um, I, I, have, I have no idea what happened to Samurai Slaughterhouse. I'm sure you do.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Nope. Still coming as far as I know. Like, I didn't think anything happened to it. Yeah, that guy seemed that
1: guy seems strange to me. He seemed really strange to me because he was like, "Oh, I had a meeting with Sony. It's Like, Sony Mario Slaughterhouse might be a packing game for PSVR two. Like, packing game. Yeah, like Horizon. Probably like, not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening, bro. Right? So I don't, I don't know. What I, I feel, I feel like he might be crazy. <laughs> but, but maybe, <laughs> maybe he just like misinterpreted the conversation. I have no idea what happened with that game. But... It was probably, it was probably his idea, and they were like,
0: "Yeah, uh, maybe.
1: okay." Uh, Sure. (laughs) We'll, we'll get back to you on that. (laughs) You're like, sweet. (laughs) All right. So the article reads, uh, this is from, uh, Henry Stockdale today, August 8th, yesterday, August 8th. I don't know what day today is. Glassbreakers, Champions of Monsters, Polyarch's competitive multiplayer game. Oh, somebody put me out of my misery. Polyarch officially unveiled uh, Glassbreakers Champions of Moss today, an upcoming competitive multiplayer game set in the same universe as the single-player Adventures Moss and Moss Book 2. Glassbreakers takes a considerably different approach. Described as a MOBA-like real-time battler by Polyarch, it marks the studio's first venture in the competitive VR multiplayer. The announcement doesn't tell us much, uh, though an August 29th showcase promises the first look at gameplay. DevTalks, and a new trailer. So today, you're really not going to see uh, really anything, but I mean, this is kind of a screenshot, I guess, but I, I wouldn't expect it to look like this. But we don't have any trailers to show you today, the end of the month, 29th. Originally announced in March, March, with artwork but no name, studio co-founder and CEO, Tam Armstrong explained that the direction changes due to a larger VR audience. Elaborating further, Armstrong said, this provides Polyarch the opportunity to try ideas we have for multiplayer gameplay that can offer more to competitive players. Glassbreakers Champions of Moss doesn't have an official release window, but you can wishlist it now on MetaQuest platform on App Lab. When asked about further platforms, Paul Yark told told UploadVR, we hope to include Glassbreakers on more devices in the future, but for now we're focusing on Quest 2 and Quest Pro. You know, Quest Pro, that gaming device. Everybody bought <laughs> yeah. for gaming. gaming device. Yeah. Um, also, I, I want to be. I want I want to get something out here in the open. Uh, I don't know how many people know this. Um, you. You know how Shell Games got real fucking quiet about PlayStation VR two. Suddenly, remember how like they were like, oh yeah, Among Us VR coming to PlayStation VR, and then it didn't come to PlayStation VR. I said, oh, no, don't worry, it's going to be a launch title for PSVR two, and then they were like, oh, just kidding, we never said it was going to be a launch title for PSVR two, and then they announced, I expect you to die three. And then only said it was for quest? Is any are you picking up what I'm putting down here? It's fucking obvious what's happening in the industry right now. Meta is like paying studios, and I'm not and I'm not speculating. Okay? If anybody's like, oh Brian's conspiracy theorist, that's true, but not on this topic. I know this hard fact. Meta is paying developers to just shut up about their PSVR2 plans. And more importantly, to not release their games side by side. Quest 2 and PSVR2 because they know they can't compete. They know that their shit does not look very good side by side. And a lot of YouTubers like to compare these things side by side. A lot of Oh yeah. Bigger places like upload like to compare these things side by side and it looks bad. It looks bad. Meta, by the way, hates that shit, and they don't want it. And so they keep at, they keep making these studios, paying studios, to delay their PSVR 2 versions so that there's a big gap between the times. They get to sell their game, and then the PSVR 2 version comes out later and looks phenomenal. So in case this you were a, wondering why, what's
0: that? So this is a fact. I've never talked to you about this before, and I nope. don't know what proof you have for it, but I can speak to this as well. This is a 100% fact. And it isn't, it isn't like... At least in my experience, it hasn't been like direct money for, for just don't launch with PSVR 2, but they give them things, equity and things that are, that's very valuable, like million dollar, you know, advertising packages and, and really stack the deck in the game's favor to be successful on the Quest store in exchange for having it launch
1: exclusively on Quest for uh, a period of time. Yep. So this is true. Um, and so if you're wondering why, I mean, I don't know anybody at Polyarc. I really don't. I've interviewed people over there. I've talked to some of their community managers. I don't know anybody who's going to spill the beans over there. But let's be honest. There is this, this, the fact that like, you know, they've been obviously very successful on PlayStation VR 1, PlayStation VR 2. Uh, and then now they're suddenly announcing their new game and there's no announcement for PSVR 2. You know what's happening. I know what's happening. West knows what's happening. We all fucking know what's happening. So like, if you think that like meta's, you know, or if Meta thinks they're pulling one over on us, they're not, man. We know what's happening. Luckily, it's from studios I don't give a fuck about anymore, right? Because, cause look what they're doing, right? No, no offense to Shell, right? But I've had enough. I expect you to die. I can't wait to see what that new horror game's all about. And as far as Polyarch goes, dude, Moss Book One and Two were amazing. I don't think I want a, a Moss Moba, right? <laughs> like this is this is really the game we've been waiting for.
0: All right. So there's <laughs> so many layers to this. So, many um, first of all, uh, multi competitive multiplayer games in VR are a very hit and miss thing for studios, and most of the time they miss. Uh, people only remember the successes because typically if a a bit of multiplayer game is successful it's very successful and it catches on and it's a big success story but for every success there's five failures and no one ever pays attention to that um the reason being is because this type of game originally this concept for these types of games have been add-ons to a game that is traditionally a single player game and the multiplayer being an add-on mode to that game that way there is a Value proposition there. Whether the multiplayer is good, whether or not there's people in the lobby or not, it doesn't matter. There's still a great game here, and uh, the the multiplayer is just a bonus. For some reason, VR studios have forgotten that, and they like to release titles that are just multiplayer-only games, and um, that's dangerous because everyone has to play it from day one. There have to be players in the lobby or it dies a quick uh, death. So there's that. The other thing is... All right, let's let's assume that the gameplay is good here. Um and let's assume that they're going to have people in the lobby on day 1 to try the game out. Um the combat better not be like what they do in Moss. <laughs> like it better not be that because that 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 gameplay, the combat in Moss while it's great and it adds to the overall package of what Moss does, it's not a gameplay mechanic that stands stands fine on its own. Right. It's a good complementary thing, but you're not going to want to be button mashing in a competitive brawler. Um They better have fleshed this out fully to something that's actually very different from Moss, but just has a similar aesthetic with characters that you recognize. That's what my hopes are for this game.
1: Only time will tell. I don't even know and if I want that. True. Like I'm, I was a, a little disappointed. This is where they took the, the Moss universe. This is where they're taking Quill uh, in the gang, right? Because I feel like this is, this is two very different audiences. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong about this, right? Um, in fact, maybe I should put a poll up in the chat and find out if, how wrong I am about this. But I feel like these solitary single player, solemn, Emotional adventures, right? That, that, that Moss Book 1 and 2 took us on. It's not the same audience that's looking for a MOBA. I don't, I don't think that that is even remotely the same audience. And so you're taking in, usually when you use an existing IP to sell something new, you're relying on the foundation that that initial IP has created in that user base of that to, to help you, you know, expand your audience. So like, not only you're, you're going to show, sure, we're going to do this different genre and we're going to get some new people, but we're also going to try to take all these people with us who love the IP. I don't, I can't imagine too many people who love this IP for what it is, want to see it go in this direction. And so I, I I think this is just a weird business move from top to bottom. and I, And I don't know how successful it'll be.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to judge it before I learn more about the game and before I play it. I agree with your sentiment. Um, I suppose there are things that they could do that make this a, you know, a magical world with a lot of lore and kind of set the stage for a good game, even if the game is very different in terms of gameplay. So yeah, I agree. It doesn't really make sense from the outside looking in, but. What I do know is that this is an amazing team of talented developers, Mm -hmm. very creative people, and maybe they've come up with something here that we're just not thinking of. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, I hope it's good. It certainly could be. uh, But, you know, the pieces don't all seem to add up from the outside looking in. You think it'll be free
1: to play? Mm, That's a good question. I feel like that's their only option at this point.
0: No, knowing them, I would say no. Uh, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, they they, they priced they price, they price Mossbook 1 and 2 at a premium. Didn't give us any, like initially when they first came out on PSVR 1, released them again at a premium on PSVR 2. Didn't give us any kind of upgrade path. So yeah, you would think that these are the kind of people who are looking for money up front uh, and not willing to, you know, have the confidence that they're going to have some kind of sustainable user base uh, that'll buy, you know, they'll be sustained on microtransactions. Uh, maybe. The poll, the poll's I hope, not going I hope well, that's the, the case. Poll's not going
0: I, know, well. <laughs> I know that microtransactions are kind of a bad word, but I do hope that's what they're doing here. I hope this is a free-to-play game that depends largely upon people making secondary transactions to make the game profitable. Um, that makes sense for this type of game. So maybe, maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah.
1: Uh, with 50 votes so far, the poll is, it says 18% are interested in a MAS MOBA. 84% are not. Uh, make sure you get your, uh, vote in. Um, I know I didn't give you too many options. I'm sorry. I know that some people would have loved a maybe, but I, I, this, this is a gut reaction poll, right? I wanted, I want to know your gut reaction. Yeah, I'm interested. No, I'm not. Cause I think, I think half the people here would have just selected maybe because we don't know anything about it. We haven't seen the trailer yet. Uh, when we see the trailer, I think, That'll prove what Wes is saying, that this is, a t- again, a talented group of developers They make very polished games, um, but they, they make very polished single-player story and you know, narrative-driven games. That's what we know them to have made so far. Um, I hope they also have the ability to make something engaging from a competitive multiplayer standpoint. Yeah. yep. hope it's good. I, I hope so too. Dude, I hope every game is good. I'm just always foolishly optimistic and that's not good uh, i think there's a couple tips i gotta get caught up on here magnus granholt with the 200 nokia cell phones thank you so much sir he says thanks for being the main reason my psvr2 has value you are doing god's work the work sony failed to give us <laughs> thanks man that that warms my cold dead heart uh chris the swedish game cat with the 20 securo says keep doing you and not selling out i bought d4 fml What's D four? Why am I not? I don't know.
0: I'm trying to think what D four would be.
1: Hmm. I remember D in D two on Dreamcast. <laughs> it's well, not then, four.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Don't know. Tell it, us in the chat. Diablo four. Diablo four. Albert got it. It's Diablo four. Oh,
1: Diablo four. Okay, yeah.
0: There you go. A lot of people uh, bought Diablo four and they're very upset about the changes that have come in the game in recent weeks.
1: So here's something I didn't consider, Wes. Um, we, you know, we sort of said, or I sort of speculated to the fact that maybe Mossbook two didn't sell all that well, right? They had priced it really high. Um, we didn't see it really on the charts until this month when it had a sale last month. Um, do you think that Polyarch is is making this change and attempting a MOBA because they're saying, hey, our single player narrative driven adventure didn't pan out. Like we got to try something different uh, for our next title. Do you think this was in a a response to that? I'm sure that's part
0: of it. Um, I'm sure part of it's artistic too. You know, they, they, they're probably getting bored with making this. I mean, when you think, consider how many years it took for them to develop Moss and then Moss book two, these guys are looking at close to a decade of developing the same thing. They probably just want to do something different. And it is a bit of a gamble to go competitive multiplayer with it. But if they put forth a compelling game, if they leverage the, uh, the known title that, that is loved all around the world and kind of use that to garner some attention, um, maybe it pays off for them in a big way. I mean, we don't really have a, a great MOBA in VR yet. Maybe this, they're trying to make this one be the,
1: uh, the first one. GameCash Chicago says right on right on i'm just kidding he didn't say that but i figured like he you know he's doing really good at participating <laughs> uh, so i i would just fill in right there for him um <clears throat> all right man well listen you know like obviously you know we talk a lot of shit around here and uh but but as as Wes said we do hope for the best for every game um and and honestly you know met has got so much fuck you money over there that like it's hard to blame a studio for taking shit loads of meta money That's just a thing. And, uh, you know, VR is not the easiest industry to be in. So when somebody's just going to throw money at you, I'm sure it's hard to say no to that. And I can't imagine too many studios would say no. Um, We'll we'll see all of Shell's Shell's games over on PSVR 2 eventually. We'll see all of um, Polyarch's games over on PSVR 2 eventually. Uh, In the meantime we're drowning <laughs> in so much shit dude we're we've got we've got crossfire sierra squad firewall we we got phasmophobia we got we got shit that's not coming to quest dude and it's just it's it, it's a amazing month ahead of us dude so uh and and the, the, the fact that we kicked it off with vr skater we kick flipped it off with vr skater oh, oh i saw what you did there yeah i went there um amazing nine out of ten brian paul without parole yeah i saw that yeah, all right, man. I'm going to end this poll. 88 votes. 19 percent of you said yes. You're interested in the uh I oh, would Just changed twenty percent right before I hit close. West.
0: I I, no, I I guarantee you that a significant portion of that 20 percent are interested because it's Moss. So that that's why, it, even though it you know the it's a very different game, and and you know fans of the game might not like their characters and their universe being used in this way. That's why they're doing it is
1: because they're going to get some level of interest just because it's a moss game. Yeah. Chris Forthenberry says, we barely know anything about firewall though. Um, that's not totally true. We know that it's firewall too. And so you have a good idea of what contractors to expect, you know, the the types of maps to expect, the type of gameplay that there's going to be. I will tell you that the the best part of firewall Ultra hasn't even been talked about yet. So uh I if you liked I'm interested. If I'm interested liked, in
0: that PVE. Like they keep they keep pumping up their new PVE mode. Yep. Uh, I want I want to know more about that. Yep.
1: If I I think that the, if you liked if you like zero hour and you want more of that, you are good to go here. Uh but again, they they You're right. They have not unveiled everything. And uh and, and it's shit you're going to be excited for. Stay tuned. Boom, 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 boom. fireworks. I don't know. I, need, I I need I need a producer to throw that shit in. To add some impact. Um hey, listen, before before we um before we get on to 20 questions, uh as you guys know, like you know, we we're, we're a really close community. Um and some, you know, and, so, and sometimes shit happens and, and and we don't hear about it and and and, and uh just, let me, let me, let me, just, let me just skip all the, the precursor stuff here uh, and say uh, one of our, one of our loyal game cats, master game catster uh, ended up in the hospital this past week with a, with a heart attack. Um, you know, He'd already been dealing with enough stuff, uh, but he had a heart attack. Luckily he survived. They, he said they brought him, he, he, I talked to him and he said he, he got brought back to life with the paddles. And as it turns out, Wes, not a, not a pleasant experience to be brought back to life with paddles. Everyone's like, Oh, they brought him back to life, but no one realizes that it's a very painful experience to be brought back to life with those things. Uh, so he's going through it and I want to send all my love out to master game catster, um, and his family. Uh, glad he survived, obviously. Um, and hope that he just continues to, um, excel in the right direction and, and get better and better. That's it.
0: Ran for you, Matt, get better, bro.
1: Uh, and with that complete tone shift, it's time for some Tony questions. Uh, are you ready to guess what PSVR one or two game I'm thinking of, Wes? I am ready to attempt to guess
0: what PSVR game you're thinking of, Wes.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody in the chat, help him out. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be easy or hard, so let's just fucking do it. On your mark, get Des, Go.
0: Has this game been announced or launched on PlayStation VR 2? Yes. Yes. Has this game launched on PlayStation VR 2? Yes. Okay, great. Have we talked about this game today? No. No. Okay, here we go. Is this a horror game, Brian?
1: No. Uh, Is this game...
0: Uh, exclusive to PSVR2, Prime. Um, no. Well, I guess I should clarify. Yeah, you can, what yeah, you can
1: clarify that. what's up. Is this game on PSVR1? Um, uh, yes. I'll count that as the same question. That's five.
0: Okay. All right. So, this is a game that's on PSVR1 that launched to PSVR2. It's not a horror game. Um, All righty, then. Uh, Does this game support (laughs) multiplayer in any form?
1: Um, I don't believe so. Maybe leaderboards? Uh, Oh. Not in a traditional sense. Uh, There is certainly ways to interact with other players. Let's say that. Mm Hmm. I feel bad do, for you.
0: Do you are there vehicles in this game, Brian?
1: Uh not to my knowledge. Okay. Is there full locomotion? Uh yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel okay. like I should have thought uh, of all these questions ahead of time.
0: Yeah, so there's full locomotion. Um, but not vehicles, so I guess we can assume that we're walking in this game um let's see there is some form of interaction with other players in this game. Is it a shooter? Uh, no it's not a shooter. it's not a horror game um PSVR-1 games that came to PSVR-2. Um, is this game based upon a known franchise?
1: No, that's 10.
0: Okay, so probably a strictly VR franchise Um, that's known outside, not a shooter. Um... I would consider a boat to be a vehicle, so it can be kayak. I would also um, consider
1: a boat to be a vehicle.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess I should look at the chat. Um, Demio doesn't have locomotion in
1: it. Light Brigade is a shooter. <laughs> I would. I would. Is it- I would say Demio has locomotion in it.
0: Full all depends on how you d- depends on how
1: you look at it right because you're there's
0: definitely not full locomotion in Demio,
1: but it are whatever your um, characters on the board have full locomotion they don't even have full locomotion you're just kind of pointing to where they go it's more teleportation at best okay yeah moving that's
0: on. not that's not full locomotion um is this a turn-based game brian no so it's not Demio.
1: no um just wanted to throw you off the scent.
0: Is, it a, is, it a, is this a uh, melee? No. Is, is this a melee game, Brian? Melee action? No. no. And we've already talked about Swordsman during the top ten anyway. It couldn't be Swordsman.
1: It's true. Um, I'm already testing my memory
0: here, too. Is this a puzzle game, Brian?
1: Yes. That would be the best description for this game.
0: Okay, this is a puzzle game. Um, Yeah, um... There can't be Tetris, ever. There's no locomotion in Tetris. There's no locomotion in puzzling places. Ian Stanbridge
1: Um, says that, Brian, if this game turns out to be that Neptune one again, AJ will reach through the screen and punch you.
0: PSVR 1 games on PSVR 2 that aren't shooters and they're not horror games that is a puzzle game. Puzzle games on PSVR 2 that were on PSVR 1. Um. Fishman's Tale's not out yet. Uh, Man, I'm drawing a blank here. Um. Red Matter 2 is not on on PSVR 1. Um. be saber not thumper not rez um did we talk about the room vr room vr doesn't have full locomotion in it uh i'm going to run out of time um
1: i'm going to give you a few extra seconds because i stalled on a few of these things and there was some confusion but i will give you a couple more questions
0: um i'm just going to go with i'm going to take twitchers Word for it that there is locomotion in puzzling places and ask you is the game puzzling places, Brian?
1: It is not puzzling places, Wes. It is, in fact, enhanced games and THALTD humanity. Oh, you control a dog that does indeed you, have full locomotion know. in third person as he runs around uh, each puzzle. Um, and uh,
0: humanity not in the top 10.
1: Did you ask about a top 10?
0: I asked if we mentioned it during oh, today's oh, oh.
1: episode. It's, man, if now you got me, now you got me questioning. Was it? There's no way. No, because it's 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 a hybrid game, so it would have shown up on the PS5 or PS4 yeah, section. Yeah, that's right. Not the ps right. 2 You're
0: right. Yep. You're right. You got me.
1: You got me. Uh, Way to ruin my great day, Brian. Well, I really, I really didn't really get you. <laughs> my my only goal was to get Looper because Looper it's us playing against Looper every episode is what's happening here, and so I didn't see Looper get it, and that's all I cared about. We beat Looper. It's good. Um, not a game uh, that I. Uh, has have spent a ton of time with didn't love what i played the first couple hours but uh but obviously people i love and respect like elbert uh goes to bat for this game constantly and so i do feel like there's more here than meets the eye and one day i would like to get back to it
0: see i screwed myself here brian when, when i started thinking about playstation one games psvr because one. by default you think about old games right you don't think about stuff that's recently come to psvr one you right. think about old games that were already on psvr one right came out so simultaneously right yeah that's right yeah that's what got me all
1: right man before we get out of here tell everybody what's going on over on virtual strangers why should we be tuning in uh this week this weekend what's going on over there
0: wow, uh, what are we doing this week um there's some potential that we're going to, going to do Uncharted 4 again this week. Uh, like I said, if we don't do it this week, we're going to do it next. I, I want to be able to finish it. And I want all of us to be able to finish it. So if it turns out that that's not going to be the case, then we'll push that till next week. What we are going to cover this week is the Risa project prologue, which I think you covered on uh, episode Whoa, Monday. So excited. Uh, that game looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Unreal Engine 5. It uses photogrammetry in the game. Uh, it's using lumen and nanite in a vr game these these are all you know groundbreaking things for vr that we haven't seen done in uh in vr game yet so i'm fairly excited to get in there and check it out i did just get a key for it shout out to the developers for sending that through better than life studios uh, yeah yeah so we're going to be talking about that for sure Here's what's funny, week. Wes.
1: I do have to, I do have to chime in and say, uh, over on Twitter when some, uh, you know, look, five obviously follow better than life studios and they were announcing, Hey, this is out and you can play it now, blah, blah, blah. And some somebody responded who had played it and said, uh, that, you know, that it's nice that it, it's using Lumen and Nanite, Unreal 5, the whole thing. But they said, but I can't wait until this gets on PlayStation 5 with HDR. They said, because everything looks a little flat, uh, on PC. And so it's so funny that it's using all this advanced stuff and there's still somebody out there going, can't wait for the PSPR2 version. I'm like <laughs> fucking right, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, um from what I'm hearing, uh,
0: it's it's particularly resource hungry. And oh, shit. It, it is I'm an sorry.
1: early Better Than Life is is kayak people looper. Uh who who is this? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. man.
0: I I don't know. Look, give me a half a second and I'll tell you. Um uh, I can tell you that they're from Poland and that they're very friendly. So like real invented I studio. Out to them. My bad. There you go. Okay.
1: Thank you for the correction. So I
0: reached out to them, uh, for a review key. I sent the, we covered, we did a segment on Sunday, Monday. I, I write up an email and send it in to request the key. As soon as I finish the email, I flip over to YouTube and paradise. Decay is playing it. So I'm like, Holy crap pd as usual i report something on my on my show and then the next day you're playing it uh i literally just sent the re- key request in and we didn't know it but the, re- the the studio was lurking in the chat and they're like we got you bro we'll send you a key and then they sent me a key on tuesday it was pretty cool Very nice. um resource hungry game from what i understand uh needs some optimization obviously with something that is photo real like literally photo real in vr Um, it's going to be resource hungry. Uh, we're going to try to work around that and, uh, kind of see the game in the best light possible as it stands today. So tune in for that this Friday, strangers in the night.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, Ben Schroeder with the $5 tip says sup. 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 Nice. Uh, awesome. Wes. Well, thank you uh, so much for joining me today. Um, slow news day which obviously means two hour episode. Yeah. Right. Fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Thank you everybody who hung out and stuck with us the entire time. We love you uh, so very much. Um, Shout out to all my moderators who make my job easier each and every day. I don't tell them that enough. This is kind of like where I tell them how much I appreciate them. I go days without talking to them and I feel terrible. They're awesome people. Um, Also, uh, you know, obviously, Sci Fi Game Cat Henry, J-Meow, uh, for all the things that they do. Uh, everybody supports the channel financially. slash without pearl games. Uh, everyone over here that's a member, uh, everyone that tips during the show, even if it's just to say sup or hell yeah or exactly sure. or right on, um, you're awesome. You're all awesome. Really appreciate you. Uh, of course, everyone who hangs out, shoots the shit during the show, uh, and everyone who sits back and watches the show and doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Happy Wednesday, Wes.
0: Happy Wednesday, Brian. Happy Wednesday again, cats. See you soon.
1: Yeah, I copied and pasted this comment. Um, just, dude. Sometimes when we're doing the show, like uh, some some comments will just fucking tickle me. Like, I, I it's really hard, obviously, to keep keep up with the entire chat the entire time. And I feel bad anytime I miss like a, a great comment or something. But like, obviously, you guys know that it's. I'm trying to do a lot of things over here, um, <laughs> but but sometimes a comment will just like fucking make me laugh out loud in the middle of our conversation. And when we were starting Twenty Questions, and you figured out it was a PSVR2 game, Mountain Man Gaming said, "Well, this should be easy since there's no games on PSVR2." <laughs> uh, I, right. So you can right. actually you can actually go back in time and watch. Uh, you can you can see me read that comment because I actually laughed out loud when I when I read it. I fucking love that shit. <sighs> <laughs> you burn me, Sony.
0: I'm blaming my loss on Sony. You burn me.
1: <laughs> all right, man. Two hour show. Let's get out of here while we still can. Good night, everybody. We love you all.